0: The Lord be with you and with your spirit, A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Lord. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed on the third day, and on the third day be raised. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him, God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. He turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels and his Father's glory, and then he will repay all according to his conduct. The Gospel of the Lord. Crosses are often linked to suffering, and rightfully so, because its original purpose, the cross, was a brutal form of torture and death. And so the natural human response is at all costs to avoid suffering, to avoid the cross, to respond to suffering like we heard in the first reading from the prophet Jeremiah. You duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. I'm angry. Why is this suffering coming upon me when I'm trying to do your will? Or we can look to our friends and our family and try and help them avoid suffering. Just like Peter does in the gospel. He loves Jesus. He, like us, doesn't want his friend, his beloved, to suffer. And what does Jesus say to him? Get behind me, Satan. The cross is the means of our salvation both the cross of Jesus Christ and the crosses that we must bear in our life. Because of sin, we are called to do the work of redemption with the Lord. To not simply just be passive recipients, but active partakers in the redemption, the sanctification, and the salvation of the world that is brought about by Jesus Christ. But before we go any further, I think it's important to establish what is a cross? Because oftentimes I think we misunderstand what crosses are. I certainly do. I spent this whole week trying to figure out what is the cross? What is a cross in my life? And I think we're going to start by going on the via negativa, the negative way, by understanding what a cross is not. The first thing that a cross is not is our sin. Oftentimes I hear this, especially in confession, that you know something that a person has been struggling with, well, this is just the cross that I must bear right now. Our Lord is not sadistic. He is love. And so he would never burden us with something that would be detrimental to our salvation and could lead to our damnation. So our sin is never a cross. It is wrong, it is evil, it is to be avoided, but that in and of itself is not the cross. Our cross is also not something that we choose. As Father John mentioned at the beginning of Mass, our brothers and sisters down in Houston are suffering greatly and in that area. They did not choose that. They did not ask the Lord for that. But that is the cross that they have. So our cross is not something that we necessarily want. It's not something that we choose, because I can tell you this much, if I got to choose my crosses, it would be a beautiful wife, a really awesome job, and about five or six kids, and living in suburban St. Louis. That would be my cross. I would love that cross. But the Lord gave me other crosses. And here I am. The, the, our cross is also, lastly, Neither easy nor fun. It's not easy or fun. My grandfather was always fond of saying to my mother, and my mother, of course, saying this to me, is Jesus never said it would be easy or fun. Our cross is not something that we look necessarily forward to at the beginning. It's not something that we necessarily want for ourselves because we know it's going to hurt. It's going to cause us a bit of discomfort. Discomfort. Okay, so now we know, in a sense, what our crosses are not. The three kind of things that I could identify. So what then are our crosses? If our cross is not our sin, then our cross is the redemptive struggle against sin. To fight, to combat, to go after our sin with full force and vigor and intellect and will to desire to live in the perfection and the goodness, the beauty the truth of Christ Jesus. That is our cross. And Saint, you know, the, the, the church talks about concupiscence, which is kind of the, the turning of our will towards sin and our effort, our work, our desire to turn that toward God, to turn that around. That is the cross. So those sins in your life that you're struggling with, your cross is to take up the fight, to develop the opposing virtue. That is the cross. So it is redemptive also because it leads to our salvation. It makes us better people. It makes us stronger to walk with the Lord. All right? If our sin is not our choice, when we do choose to take it up freely, it becomes liberating. St. Augustine talks about how we all have free will. In the Latin, he uses the word voluntas. That's free will. But not everyone has freedom, libertas. Libertas, freedom comes when my will and God's will become one will. And so though I might not want the crosses that are put before me, when I pick them up, when I choose them, they are liberating for me. They set me free from the burdens of sin, from the burdens of this world, and point me more and more toward Christ and a life of happiness. And the last thing is if my sin, or excuse me, my cross, is not easy and fun, it is, on a positive note, joyful. It will always bring about joy. It will always make me happy. If we are doing God's will, there will be a joy within us. It might not be easy what's in front of us, but we will love without bond. We will have mercy on those who seek mercy. We will just expect to know and to love God more deeply and more richly. We have to believe that because He perfectly did the will of the Father on the cross, that the most joyful act of any human being is that man on the cross. That it was, yes, difficult, it was not easy, it was painful, but there was a joy to it because it brought about redemption and freedom. And this is what St. Paul is getting at. When we make our bodies, when we make our whole life a living sacrifice to God, when we don't conform ourselves to the ways of the world, but when we allow ourselves body, mind, and spirit to be converted to God, then we live in this wonderful and new freedom. And this is what this constant conversion of life that we are called to. And this is why Jesus says to us today, take up your cross every day. Take it up, because it will lead to goodness, to beauty and truth in your life. When we make that choice for Christ, when we make that choice to walk with him to Calvary and into the gates of heaven, we are going to have a happy and beautiful life. But there is one cross that I would like to mention specifically today that is often either ignored or overlooked or outright rejected in our world today. And that is the cross of the virtue of chastity. St. Paul says make your body a living temple, a living sacrifice for the Lord, and yet it is so easy in our culture especially to see how the virtue of chastity, the right use of our sexual gifts in relationship to another are so easily and quickly cast aside as an undue and unnecessary burden. And this has only been made more difficult, especially with our young people, with the growth and the rampant use of internet pornography. The average age of exposure to internet pornography now is about 9 or 10 years old. I was kind of coming of age at the dawn of the internet age, and I can remember probably like 12 or 13 being exposed to it. So before I'd even gone on a date, before I'd held hands with a girl or kissed a girl, I was exposed to something that completely twisted my understanding and my experience of the beauty of the sexual gifts that the Lord has given us. And this is so often a problem with so many of our brothers and sisters. It's becoming rampant within our culture And it can be overwhelming for those who are struggling with it, to think that I will never be able to get beyond it, to think that it's so twisted, it's so messed up my life, I'm so addicted to it that I will never, ever be able to walk freely and purely of this scourge. And yet the Lord tells you today, the Lord ensures you today that if you take up the cross and struggle, if you walk after him, you will be free, you will be liberated, you will be pure. And whole and so it's not easy brothers and sisters we have to in a sense change our lives we have to change our mindset but when we look at those crosses and those challenges as salvific redemptive freeing no matter what cross is in our life or in the lives of those who are around us and that we love we see them as something good beautiful true and full of hope and so today each one of us is challenged Each one of us is told, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus.